I sure know a lot about TV and movies and music too. So join them for the special show. They want to talk about those things too. It's the Fangirly Show. Hi, and welcome to the Fangirly Show, where smart girls go stupid for pop culture. I'm Whitney. And I'm Ellen. And today we are going to be rapping all about, like, girl power on TV. But first, I think we're a little overdue for some fangirl talk. So, Ellen, tell me what you're squeeing about, girl. Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, so this week was all about two things. Um, So, as you know, Halloween is over and the Hallmark Christmas movie season is upon us. Oh, Um, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So it's begun. It's kind of... um, So, in... Uh, contrast to our girl talk, uh, our girl power, you know, empowerment subject for today, I'm going to talk about things that take women back a few years um, and my weakness for Hallmark Christmas movies. They are the train wreck that I cannot help but love. They are so bad. Sometimes they're okay. I think ABC Family does better Christmas movies than Hallmark. I'm just gonna say it. Controversial. Not that Hallmark is setting the bar super high, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm just a sucker for these stupid movies and pretty much from Halloween till New Year's they are on 24-7 baby and they are... (laughs) Horrendous. It's always things like "Tis the season for love" and "A princess for Christmas" and "Winter Wonderland of Love." It's always things like this and the twelve blind dates. Yeah, I know. yeah. If you just want a special treat, just go through and read descriptions for Hallmark Christmas <laughs> movies. It's always a woman returning to her hometown because of some family crisis, but she remembers what she loved about home, and they are just so wonderful, and I love them so much. Don't ask me to explain why. I just do. So that's one thing that I'm getting into. Can I just can I interject really quick? Please do. The one thing that I love about those movies is that they overwhelmingly feature, like, like idols from our childhood. So oh, yeah, a, totally. Like, there's a lot of James Vanderbeek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, if you need a dose of the beak from the creek, look no further than your local Hallmark <laughs> channel, because he's there. <laughs> yeah, it's there's some people that, yeah, that just pop up and you're like, oh, hmm. I'm sorry that you're now doing this horrible movie. That's unfortunate (laughs) for you. All I think is like, oh, weren't you nominated for an Oscar once? Oh. Nobody that's on that was like ever once not well. I mean, maybe in some Uh, some people, but. I'm pretty sure that Timothy Hutton is in one. And that guy was like the youngest supporting uh, actor winner of all time. So. Yeah, he was. Um, A lot of them are more like. Weren't you nominated for a People's Choice Awards in 20 years ago? <laughs> That's more what you get on, on the Hallmark movies. Right. So that's something that I'm squeeing about because I just love the stupid Christmas movies and bring them on. I <laughs> could not be happier. You go, girl. And then the other thing that I'm, I'm a little 
crazy and fanatical about this week is, um, have you heard of the musical Hamilton? No. Should I have? Yes. Okay. You should. Um, it's amazing. And I'm, uh, I'm kind of like jumping on the bandwagon because everybody on, on the internet seems to be obsessing about this musical right now. Um, but it's so good. Basically, it's... Um, the story of Alexander Hamilton, uh, told through hip hop music. Of and course. It's, it sounds crazy, but it's amazing. And Lynn Miranda Manuel or Lynn Manuel Miranda, I always get it mixed up, but, um, he wrote the music and he stars as Alexander Hamilton. And basically he got the idea from reading an Alexander Hamilton biography and just being was he was hip-hop like strongly represented in the alexander hamilton biography like where well, he is said this coming that, from? like the language like the hip-hop vernacular just seemed to be so appropriate for the founding fathers because they were all these kind of brash upstarts who were just like got swagger for days and you know just so it's like straight out of country. boston right yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're just like, we're gonna, we're gonna run this country. We're gonna start a new country. We're total renegades. We're so bad a. And they were like crazy with the ladies. And what so were they it, really? Like, sounds. Oh yeah, and it sounds crazy, but um, it really works for. And it's so amazing. Like, do yourself a favor and, like, get on Spotify or even buy the album and just sit down for a day and listen to the whole thing through. And it's like you saw the musical. It's so good and, like, really smart and catchy and amazing. And I'm obsessed with it. And I could go on for an entire podcast about it, but it's just go listen to it. It's so good. I will do that because that sounds wicked fresh. Yeah, you would love it, I feel like, because you're both a nerd and, you know, like musicals, so. Okay, well, I don't subscribe to labels, so whatever, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll go watch it. (laughs) Uh, So, are you squeeing about anything else, or? No, that's, I mean, those are the two main things for this week. How about you? What are you going nuts about this week? Okay, I need you to stay with me, all right? Because this is going to get weird, and you're going to be like, Whitney, why? But I just need you to, like, hang in there. It's going somewhere. Okay. Okay. So a couple of months ago, I was listening to an episode of Pop Rocket, hosted by Guy Mm Branham, my Mm -hmm. comedian crush. And on it, Oliver Wang. I don't think he's into you, but yeah, continue. (laughs) Listen, come on. Weirder things have happened. Uh, but, But on it, Oliver Wang, who's, like, the resident smart guy, was talking about this thing called ASMR, and I was like, what is that? So I looked it up, and it turns out it's this weird sensory response that some people get, like, in response to certain, like, audio triggers, or it's just, like, it's this weird auditory thing that happens to some people. And I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have that. So... So what I've been doing for, like, the last several months is going on YouTube and watching these weird ASMR videos, and some of them are so weird. Like, it's a woman who is taking a makeup brush and, like, brushing the sides of a, of a 3D <laughs> microphone or something, and it just, it gives me chills, and so that's kind of what I did with my summer, and... I don't understand, I still don't understand the concept, so, like, what is it that they do to you? I, okay, 
I don't know how to explain it, but it's so relaxing. And people think it's like a weird sex thing. I promise you it's not. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing such a terrible job at explaining this. But it's just this weird phenomenon that happens when you hear a noise that, like, resonates with you. Like, for, for me, I don't know if I have anything specific. But some people, if you, like, crinkle paper real soft, they, like, get chills. And they... <laughs> It's so weird. <laughs> so you're probably wondering, okay. like, Whitney, what are you talking about? Well, so the other day I found this website called Cinema and Spice. Have you heard of it? No. Well, it's these two girls, and they have kind of a vlog <laughs> where they, they make, like, TV-themed recipes. So yeah. they have, like, a Mad Men episode where they make Manhattan meatballs, or okay, they I have... Okay, I have heard about this. It is really cute, and they are super cute. And you just watch them make these very adorable pop culture-themed uh, recipes, like they make drinks and appetizers and stuff for you to for you to serve at your at your viewing parties, like you do. Yeah. And I just like I'm, I closed my eyes and I was watching these videos, and I realized that like it, they they started giving me like tingles down my spine. So those are the two things that I've been doing is I've been watching these dumb ASMR videos and then also watching Cinema and Spice because they're oh gosh I just realized how weird this sounds but it's if you have it you know exactly what I'm talking about it's bananas and so I mean yeah I go watch guess I <laughs> sort of get it a little bit like my for no me, either you I, do or you don't it's it you, I guess ugh. I can. I guess I can sort of equate it for me to, like, when I go to sleep, there are certain things, like, certain shows that I can watch that, like, put me to sleep. Um, is it sort of like that? Where it's just, like, something... No, it's really, it's really not. It's, like, a very specific feeling. It, like, it starts in your scalp, and it just feels like a bunch of, like, tingly, like, pins and needles in your scalp, and then it kind of, like, goes down your back. It is the weirdest, oh, gosh, you're giving me the weirdest look right now. (laughs) (laughs) But this, but this little, this little, like, this little website where they have, you know, TV-themed recipes totally gives me this ASMR thing, and so I've been doing that all week long. That's all I have. Cool. I wish I had something cooler to contribute. Shut up. Go away. <laughs> I didn't say anything. You didn't I have to say anything. Fully respect your whatever life choices. I'm sitting here trying to like really share with you. <laughs> You're being a That's total wing about it. I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to be, you know. I get that everybody has their thing that's yours it's not that's gosh cool. okay whatever i'm done <laughs> i'm done trying to connect with you let's do something else <laughs> okay all right so today we are talking all about um girl power in tv and movies specifically the tv like kind of within the last few years or this year and then movies that are coming out this year that we think are very girl powerful when i was thinking about this kind of when we came up with the idea, I started looking up statistics. And would you like me to read them to you? Please do. I want to know. Okay. So I found these statistics in an article on IndieWire. And they say that uh, females only compromise... Sorry, I'm reading it. So females only make up 29% of major characters on screen. And I think that includes TV Mm -hmm. and movies. And they only make up 30% of all speaking parts, which when you think about 
women is representing half of the population. That's a little absurd. Um, yeah. The other thing I found was 74% of all female characters are white, which were definitely not 74% of, you know, the planet. Uh, 11% were black, Correct. 4% were Latina, 4% were Asian, and 3% were alien. So this article was like, listen, you're almost as likely to see an alien woman than you are to see an Asian woman. And I thought that was insane. <laughs> that is insane. I know. So, Ellen, why don't you go ahead and tell us about some of the shows that you think are just really killing it in the girl power department. Okay, well, um, when when I think about that term, first of all, I think about the Spice Girls, but then... Obviously. Like, when I, when I really dig my teeth into it... <laughs> um, I sort of the first thing that comes to my mind is kind of the more like kick ass um, female who, you know, is taking down names and doling doling out punishments um, with her fists. Uh, so I I thought about the um, the superhero shows, which we've kind of already talked about plenty on this podcast. Um, so I won't get too much into those, but I feel like whilst they are mostly led by men, um, with the exception of Supergirl, uh, I think that they do a good job of having, um, really strong supporting roles, um, for women who get to be cool and powerful, whether that's because they have superpowers or just because they're super bad a you know um Mm -hmm. so i think that they're doing a really good job um the other thing that i thought about is um because this is mainly what i watch i thought a lot about the comedies that are out and how there seems to have been like a really big surge in comedies that are featuring women and showing that women are uh, as funny or in sometimes i think funnier than the men um you think about amy schumer uh broad city well in those um, cases it's like women writing their own parts like the mindy project and like you said um amy schumer yeah and i think that um you know saturday night live goes through surges of having really strong female casts and i think right now that they have one uh i also think about brooklyn 99 and parks and rec i think that they do a really good job of portraying women that feel real and are varied and have real female friendships. Um, The other one that I want to mention that I think is amazing, and um, I don't know if I've talked to you about this one before, but um, is Playing House, which is a comedy, um, and it's about two women who are raising one of the women's daughters together, and um, not in a romantic situation, but just... Right. They're, like, best friends, aren't they? Yeah. And it's really good. It's hilarious, A. And, again, I think it does a really good job of showing showing a real female friendship that is kooky. And they are imperfect people and kind of takes them down from the pedestal a little bit. And... Mm-hmm. So I get, I get really excited about comedies that are empowering to women, you know, that give them good roles and um, things like that. So that's kind of what I thought about. But how about you? I agree with you. I think that comedies are actually a lot stronger in this sense than a lot of dramas that I've been seeing. 
Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Like, with I the just ex- think there. Are- yeah, like with maybe the exception of like Shonda Rhimes shows, like <laughs> <Right>. everything else <laughs> is like cop and procedurals and stuff like that that are always right. Like, man. Well, nobody can touch Shonda right now. Yeah, I just I I can think of a lot more female driven comedies than I can think of female driven dramas. <laughs> I'm thinking about those shows that can pass the the Bletchdel test. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Bechdel, I think. Is it Bechdel? Okay, I was pronouncing it phonetically. Sure. But that but that test where you um, can identify two women speaking to each other in a scene and they're not talking about some dude. Yeah. And I think that applies a lot more to comedies right now. But I agree about everything you just said. The things that I've been looking at. I think just this season... Have you been watching Sleepy Hollow? Yes. I'm a little behind, but yes, I'm watching it. I think I think that show is real strong in terms of girl power. I really like um, the female lead. I like that the relationship between the guy and the girl in that show isn't romantic at all. It's super platonic. No matter platonic. how much sip- shippers try to oh make it. Oh my gosh. Yes. They're going to ruin everything. But they have like a very brother-sisterly kind of dynamic. And it's so cute and so fun yeah. to watch. And gosh, I really hope they don't end up hooking up. So I think we should talk about Supergirl. Okay. I have not gotten very far because I have to watch it on the internet. And my internet is spotty at best. Mm-hmm. But... From what I... I don't know. You tell me your thoughts first. I forgot that it had started, so I've still only seen the pilot. Um, okay. So I can't speak too much to it. I hope... Okay, so based solely on the pilot, I hope that they don't focus too much on the fact that she's got two guys um, vying for her attentions. You Aww. know, one's the kind of dorky guy and one is, you know, the hot guy. So I hope they don't focus too much on that. I kind of liked the relationship between her and her sister in the pilot again Mm -hmm. um and i feel like if they do it well it can be like a good i don't want it to be too like oh she's a bumbling social you know social girl on the town working and then by night she is supergirl i hope that they don't do too much of that um which they could fall into but have you watched more than that? I've basically just watched the pilot, too. And I kind of feel the same way. I just think she's almost too cute. Yeah, she needs to take it down multiple notches. Um, right. But and maybe, think... maybe it's not even her fault. Maybe she just is a cute girl. I don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, but I do either. That was bad casting or you're right. I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad casting. I think even just in the promo for the show... Um, before I saw the pilot, I was like, oh, homegirl needs to chillax. Um, mm-hmm. But even from the promo to watching the show, I was like, okay, she's not as bad as I feared she would be. So I think, so even from there to there, I think she was better. I think once the show goes on, she'll kind of settle more into being a normal person and not being quite as like, you know, like dippy. <laughs> I agree. I I am withholding judgment for right now, just because I want to see where it goes. Yeah. But I could see it being really good. Yeah, and if nothing else, I like that it is a superhero show that is led by a female. I think we need at least one of those. Uh, um, what do you... Ellen! Uh, Agents, or Agent Carter! You always forget about Agent oh, Carter. I'm sorry! And it I know, I do. nuts. Okay, we need at least two of those, um, <laughs> which we have, so... Sorry. Yeah, I forget I about it because it's not on right now. I'm sorry. I know. 
And I, I know I emphasize that show at least once an episode, but I love it so freaking much. It is really good. And Haley Atwell is, she is a very good, like, girl power, you know, supporter. And uh, I th- and she's really good on that role. I agree. And I've been reading some things about Agent Carter where people are saying, well, yeah, it's like a female-driven show, but she's, like, one of two women on the whole show. And to some extent, I agree with that. But also, like, I think that's kind of keeping in with, A, like, when it's set. Like, the whole point is that she's this woman in a total boys club, and it's her, like, climbing her way up the ladder. And so I think think that's a little more conscious than people are giving it credit for being. Yeah. They have to be somewhat true to the time still. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I agree. Um, But I really like that show. I think it's very girl powery. The other one that I think is um, not, you might not look at it and be like, oh, that's empowering to women. Um, But I think is, is um, Jane the Virgin. Have you watched that show? Yes. I love that show. I'm not all caught up. So don't give anything away. I won't give anything away. But um, I I mean, a lot of it is her and her romantic quibbles and things like that with these guys but but there's like a very strong central relationship with like her and her mom and her grandma right yeah and i think that that is like her the key relationship in the show and now with her baby and um and i think that she makes a strong point of saying like you guys can do what you want and fight over me as much as you want but like my mother my grandmother and my child are the most important people to me you know scoot off you know and she does that a yeah. lot and so i really <laughs> like yeah i really like that they have that they're the strong relationship is these you know hispanic women which that's also another underrepresented uh demographic right i was going to say and so i really like that that is being represented both as you know minorities and as women and just as like strong female relationships that you have with like the women in your family multi-generational so i really like that i do too i think that's a really good show let's talk about star wars okay okay for that (laughs) your face fell (laughs) no i'm really excited about star wars i like that um the female character what's her name ray is that supposed to be her name yeah she was yeah. featured really strongly in that trailer, so I'm hoping that she, you know, has, like, a reasonably big part in the movie. I'm yeah. pretty excited. She's featured even more strongly from what I'm choosing to not watch the international trailer that just came out. <laughs> but from what I understand, she's featured even more prominently in that one, um, which leads me to even more think that it's her that's going to be the lead and not necessarily John Boyega's character, Finn. So... I'm really excited about that. And I know that that movie and casting got a lot of flack when the casting first came out. And it was, you know, her, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and Oscar Isaacs were, like, the three people. And it's like, there's still only one female, but they've also cast Gwendolyn Christie, Lupita Nyong'o, Carrie Fisher's back. And I think that they are going to try and give women a big role in the movie. And I'm excited about that. I agree. Um... Yeah, I I just think it's cool you've got, you know, a woman and a non-white male leading this huge franchise, so I'm pretty excited. Um, anything else you want to... Well, about Star Wars, I'm really excited that they're going with people that are unknown, because you don't need to mm-hmm. cast stars in Star Wars, because people are going to see it either way. So I'm really glad that they're giving 
people who have never been in anything or hardly anything a chance to be in this huge movie that is going to make them huge, you know? I think that's really cool. Also, this is a total side note, but um, ever since I've watched the trailer, I've been singing that Bill Murray Star Wars song in my head, like, pretty constantly. (laughs) Star Star Wars! Wars, Nothing but Star Wars! (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that okay cool so it's not just me all right (laughs) yeah um also i kind of wanted to talk about mockingjay just because it's kind of one of those obviously like Mm -hmm. female driven um blockbusters that's going to be coming out this year um are you how do you how do you feel about hunger games in general you fan um hunger games in general i like the first and second books a lot i don't like the third book, so I was really upset that that's the one they're turning into two movies. Why specifically didn't you like the third book? I don't like the ending. I don't like how it ends. Not because of things that happen, but because of how it's written. Oh. Um, Hopefully they do that differently in the movie, which I imagine they will, because my problem with the third book is that they, they tell a lot of the ending as opposed to showing the ending. And I feel like in the movie, they're going to show it. So I think that will bug me less in the movie. Um, But Hunger Games in general, I think that in terms of female empowerment, um, it gets a little bogged down in Love Triangle. But overall, I think she's she's, um, a strong female and um, especially for like the teen crowd to look up to. Yeah, I I am generally a Hunger Games fan. I like it better than like Divergent. I know you don't yeah. feel the same way. No, I feel I think I I, I think I, I feel yeah. the same way. Do you? Okay. Cool. But yeah. just because I feel like they all kind of fall into the same kind of like soapy romance trap. It's not always a love triangle, but it always kind of veers off in that direction. But then again, if you didn't include that, then 12-year-old girls wouldn't read or watch it. So I, I also understand yeah. that point of view as well, which kind of bums me out as we're talking about our Girl Power episode. I was going to say, the other two... Okay, I want to bring up three more shows. I'm sorry. No, please um, do. Just just real quickly. Um, I feel like Once Upon a Time does a really good job yes. of representing females. They Absolutely. Have, they have, like, basically... A lot of female characters to work with and I think that they do a good job of showing them as um as like real women who are strong but still have emotions and relationships with men that are important to them and I think that that is I think that's a really good representation of women um and then I really like Outlander. Um, I get on my soapbox about this show a lot. But, Why do you like um, Outlander, Ellen? Can you can you uh, clarify? Well, besides <laughs> the Jamie Fraser factor, um, no, but she is a really strong woman. She, you know, she's a feminist in the 1940s who then gets put into, you know, the 1790s or something like that. And I just think that um, she's really cool and. Um, I read that book this summer, and that is actually, like, a great female protagonist. Yeah. She is great. And, like, in terms, I mean, there's there's some sex scenes in that. And in terms some? of the sex scenes and Yeah, a Like few. a couple? Um, and <laughs> <laughs> just a smattering of them. Um, They're peppered. <laughs> yeah. But they do a really good job of, you know, I think there's a lot of shows that show sex from the male gaze. 
and this is sex from the female gaze and it gets a lot of credit for that but um i think it's a really <laughs> this is gonna sound like a poor <laughs> word choice but a, like a really refreshing take on on that um the thing i liked about it was like it was She's not significantly older than him, but she is more experienced than him. And so it was yes. kind of her, like, introducing him and, and initiating him into, you know, yes. sex. And it was it was just different. Yeah, which you never get. Never. In, I mean, I can't think of, like, any, you know, pop culture where that happens where she's not, like, automatically classified as, like, a skank or a slut or something right. because she's more experienced than him. Um, a lot of that has to do with the fact in, that she was married. Like, she wasn't just running around yeah, having but, sex with you know, everybody. Yeah. Um, but then, in contrast to that, the show that kind of I go back and forth with on its portrayal of women is um, Game of Thrones. Uh, I think that they have some really strong female characters. You know, they have, like, the Mother of Dragons, and she's super cool. Um, and they have, like, Arya... And a lot of other strong women on the show. But I really get... The thing that really gets me about that show that um, I, I struggle with with that show is the, like, objectification of women and how, like, in contrast to Outlander, all of their sex scenes are, like, rutting males. Which I realize is kind of supposed to be in keeping with the tone of the story and you know, that the men are more powerful and than the women, and that's, like, a lot of Daenerys's thing is she's trying to show these men that she's as strong as them. Um, but it gets... And it's not as bad in later seasons as it was in the beginning, but um, that's, uh, that's something that I struggle with with that show sometimes. So, like, they kind of go back and forth on their portrayal of women for me i my whole thing with game of thrones and part of the reason that i i try not to watch it is like we mm -hmm. went to comic-con one year and we went to the game of thrones panel and george rr R. martin was there and i was like uh you look like somebody who would write their own porn do you know what i mean <laughs> like this was this was just your hobby before somebody accidentally found out you were good at it and <laughs> this, this is an incidental career choice for you Anyway. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. He straight up creeps me out. Sorry, I don't... <laughs> I'm sure he's a You're very nice off... man. <laughs> yeah. Know. You're going to piss off the Game of Thrones people, which are a rabid group. So, are there any other shows that you're thinking about that are good no. in terms of girl power? No, that's kind of... I mean, I've talked enough. That was a lot of shows. I, th I, think, th I think that TV is doing a better job of it than movies, personally. Oh. Big time. Yeah, movies have a lot of explaining to do on that front, and I think that that is, you know, that's a, a discussion that is happening. Movies are a lot less fluid than TV, though, so I can I can imagine why it's harder to kind of get that ball rolling. Yeah, than than in movies. TV. So on the flip side of this, we also kind of want to talk about shows that we think could be doing better mm -hmm. in their, you know female representation the one that i immediately thought of as i was getting ready for this episode was scream queens oh my <laughs> okay, god <gosh>. tell me <laughs> listen i could not get past the pilot i think i i turned it off like five minutes before the end of the pilot because i just couldn't do it anymore um yes there are a lot of women on that show 
they are overwhelmingly terrible women, though. I yeah, that's <laughs> true. Not a role model among them. Um, and it sucks because I feel like this could be an opportunity to kind of have a cool female-driven show about you know girls banding together. I don't know. I don't know what I expected it to be, but it certainly was not anything that I would be into. Um, I don't like that it's like most of the dialogue is just girls being terrible with each other. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I didn't get very far in the show, so maybe that was just in the pilot and things have kind of ironed out since then. I kind of doubt it because it's a Ryan Murphy show. I know you had thoughts about Scream Queens too. Feel free to yeah, jump in. much much along much along the same lines. And I've watched more than the first episode, and it doesn't get much better. I mean, even the two girls that you're supposed to kind of root for more, um, the main girl who I'm not going to be able to remember her name, and then Kiki Palmer, even they have moments of just being kind of conniving and yeah, biatchy. I think um, I think her name was Grace, and, and I was thinking the same thing. Like she, Grace is. I think her name is Grace. Grace is kind of milk toasty, not mm-hmm. my favorite character on TV. And then her friend honestly feels like a token black friend to me. Yeah. Did you get that too? Yeah. And Ryan Murphy, I feel like he, him and his team have a hard time writing women that are interesting without making them bitchy. Yes. And the same thing happens in American Horror Story. Like, the same phenomenon where you have, yes, a lot of female characters, but they're not interesting unless they're, like, murdering people. Yeah. So that that was Scream Queens for me. I thought it had an opportunity to be something special, and it totally face-planted. Yeah. The one that I thought of, like, I, I will say I'm happy to report that I had a harder time thinking of shows that are disappointing on this front than I did thinking mm-hmm. of shows that I think are doing it well. And maybe that's just because I watch the shows that I think are doing it well. And I yeah. don't, I'm not drawn to the shows that I can tell are not going to do it well. Um, but the show that I like was like, uh, eh, that one could do better is um, Supernatural, which um they <laughs> you know you know i love that show um, don't we all and yeah and they are a show about two brothers um but the other two supporting you know main supporting characters are men and then the most interesting female that they had on that show played by felicia day they killed off so they sure did. And i really liked i really liked her character she was like a character that was a representation of the geeky female, which that I... That was watching that show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they could be doing better. And I, was, I liked Felicia Day's character because she was, um, she was a lesbian uh, character on the show. And she, um, she, so she wasn't there to be... And a love interest to the sh- to the guys, and I feel that yeah. they worry that if they bring a woman into the show, it's automatically going to be a love interest for these, you know, sexy well, guys. Well, and historically, so. that has been the case. Like that's not a totally yes. unwarranted fear. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked her character because 
like you said, there was not a hint of love interest anywhere to be found. And I yeah. like that she kind of developed this sort of like sisterly relationship with these two these two brothers. I just thought it was cute. And then of course she died. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's a moot point. Yes, I fully agree about Supernatural. Um could you think of any other shows that you thought were I, I honestly couldn't. Like I said, I have ups and downs with Game of Thrones, but those are the two main shows that I personally watched that kind of stuck out to me as being disappointing on that front. I have one more that I was thinking about, and I almost hesitate to bring it up because you brought it up earlier when we were talking about shows oh. that were doing well. So we'd like okay. to introduce a segment we like to call Agree to Disagree. <laughs> um... <laughs> The show I was thinking about was SNL, unfortunately. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, here's why. Yeah, they're they have a, like a great female cast, especially the last two seasons. Um, I just don't feel like they're giving them much to do. And then also, like as always, the writers on that show are predominantly male. But I think it's more apparent in the last two seasons. Like Leslie Jones, she has this regular Weekend Update segment where she comes on and does her thing. And I find it funny, but also it's it's mostly about, like, how she can't get laid, you know? And I just, I feel like she's got more to say than that. But that's, like, I think that that, and that's written by her. So I, I think that that's but... her stand-up bit. I, I can agree that they don't give them as much to do as they should. But I think about, like, when Kristen Wiig was on, they... They get like I felt like every skit had her in it to the point of every being skit. annoying a little bit, and I, I guess the reason I thought about SNL is because I do feel like their women are the strongest. I think the women right now are stronger than the men, and I think that that's because they stand out in the skits. Um, whether or not they're writing that that well, um, I think that the women on the show are like taking it by the horns and standing out because they're that good. I think that they're trying to sort of do a little bit of the girl power movement with those music videos that they do. Um, you know, where they get There've all the women together. There's only been a handful of those though. I know, but like that's kind of what stood out to me. Those are hilarious. So I under I understand. I I know what you you're talking about and I agree. I think that SNL kind of gets a little bit mired in the political stuff, which is Mm -hmm. mostly men. And so then they have to do a lot of that. Yeah. I know SNL has always had problems with diversity and equality for women, but I feel like, I feel like they're on an upwards as opposed to a downwards. And that's at least something I guess in my book. I agree. And and mostly I am with you. I just my my whole struggle is with the writing staff right now. Colin Jost is super cute. I don't know if he's a great head writer. <laughs> um yeah. I don't know. I just I think things haven't really been the same since Tina Fey left and that's such an unoriginal thought and I and I hate myself for even bringing it up, but don't you agree? Um yeah, I think I think it was okay to like post Tina with with Kristen Wiig and Bill with Seth Hader. Myers. I think yeah, I think when you anytime you look back on I think anytime I think historically we can say that when you're in the midst of an SNL cast, you're like that cast this cast this current cast is horrible. Let's harken back and to the I days know that. of so and so. 
And, like, historically, that's the case. I mean, like, one of the worst-rated seasons was the season with Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, David Spade, like, all those guys. And um, so I think that it's just a matter of being in it. And I'm aware of, like, SNL nostalgia and, like, how people feel about it. But I, like, I do... (laughs) I do stand by what I said. I think that those Tina Fey years were probably the funniest for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe they should consider getting a female head writer back in the writing room. I don't know. Yeah. Or at least more Whatever. female writers. At the very, very least. Yeah. I, I concur with that completely. Okay. All right. So we agree to agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Any other shows you want to bring up before we move no, on? No, I think that that's... Yeah. Like you said, I had a harder time coming up with shows that I thought were struggling than shows that I thought were at least kind of moving forward. The other thing that I was thinking about when I was kind of devising the the content for this episode was sort of um, with the internet, people can kind of say whatever they want about shows. Do you think that audiences are a little too reactive when it comes to like gender politics in TV? I don't want to get too ranty about this because <laughs> I can. Sure and can. And I have. I think I spend too much time on various fan forums to not have an opinion on this. I think that a lot of times, and this is totally fine, you can have this opinion. I just feel like my generation and other, and generations within close to my age group, um, are a little too reactive when it comes to relationships between men and women on these shows. I don't think that a woman being in a relationship with a man is poor writing or um, writing that is degrading to the women. I think that a lot of these writers are trying really hard to make relationships that are true to the characters, true to real life. We as humans are biologically created to... To hook you up, know, find yeah, people to yeah be in romantic <laughs> relationships with. Um, so I think to devalue that as a story arc is is just unfair and um, unrealistic. Personally, to devalue the relationship between a man and woman is unfair, and that writers are trying really hard now more than ever to make those relationships true to the modern woman and um, the men that are endeavoring to respect them. So I think that it's unfair to to devalue what they're doing. The whole reason that I wanted to bring this up, because I knew it would get you going, because Ellen yeah. and I had a conversation about this very recently where you were upset because you had been reading online, again, mm-hmm. about, um, I think, I guess it was like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. forum, but uh, they were talking about how um, they were worried that Simmons, once she was rescued from whatever alien hell she was trapped in, would be kind of compelled to be in a relationship with Fitz. And they were throwing the word rape culture around, I believe. And Ellen was irate yes. about it. They Okay, so they do that. They do this with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Once Upon a Time a lot. Those are two that I follow closely and it's just it's frustrating to me that the that with both of these shows I feel like 
it's kind of like what I just said. The writers are trying really hard to make relationships that are organic to me. They seem organic. And if you watch mm-hmm. the show, they go through a lot of effort to hint at it and to also show that these men aren't trying to push the women into anything, but that they are letting them know of their feelings, seeing if the women reciprocate. In both cases, the women have had time to think on the matter and (laughs) recognize that they do reciprocate. That is how love works in the real world as well. I Sometimes it works the opposite way, where the woman puts her feelings out first. But I think that to to scream rape culture from the mountaintops every time that this happens is unfair to the writers that are working really hard to create these stories, to the actors that are working hard to represent the stories, and to the story of these shows itself. Like, if you're a fan of the show, then you need to recognize the effort that's being put into those things and not automatically react in that way. I would 100% agree with you. And also from, like, the male perspective of that equation, it's, like, it sucks that every time, like, you know, a male character tries to help a female character or, you know, just kind of support her in some way, people are assuming, like, like you said, crying rape, and I think that sucks, too. Like, that's not what it's about. Yeah. The next sort of segment that we're going to move on to is something that I like to call Girl Power Spotlight, where we're going to discuss a writer or a director or, like, what have you that we think is giving us real good, like, female-driven content. So do you want to go first? Um, You go first. I feel like I've been talking a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you have been talking a lot. Shut up for a minute, Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Uh, so the, the writer slash director I kept coming back to was, and this is not original by any means, but I was thinking about Joss Whedon. And of course, when you hear Joss Whedon, you think about Buffy and you think about Firefly and the Avengers to a lesser degree. The one show that I really love of probably his favorite show of mine, um, is Dollhouse. Have you watched Dollhouse? I haven't ever watched Dollhouse. I've been thinking I should give it a, a glance lately. Please do. Um, on paper, you wouldn't think that this show is especially girl powery, just because it does. <laughs> it is mainly about like prostitution. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to uh, to put that into perspective for you, but it is. The premise of the show is that there's this kind of covert organization that um, will recruit people, wipe their brains, and then give them new personalities that are, like, tailor-made for their clients so that they can have, like, you know, misadventures of... Yeah, you know, they can have, like, their ultimate... And it's not always necessarily sexual, which you'll know if you watch the show, but it is overwhelmingly sexual in nature so um so yeah you would think that that show wouldn't necessarily be great in terms of girl power but it is female driven echo is the the main character and she's so cool it's eliza dushku who played faith in buffy um and she's really great here she also like some of the best acting i've ever seen on tv because she plays like nine different characters in one episode 
But there's like, and there's a lot of diversity in that show too. It's a lot of different kinds of women because I guess there's like one for every taste. But I just, I love that show and I think it's really undervalued. I like it a lot. Please go watch it. Okay. I'll do it. What's your what's your for spotlight? You. So I was thinking about it, and like Joss Whedon is the kind of like one that automatically comes to mind. Um, but the one that I was like, do you know what? I feel like I should give him credit is Michael Schur, um, oh. who he he did The Office and Parks and Rec, and now Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, he's involved with all those shows to varying degrees. That is a good pick, buddy. And I I realized that like. He doesn't write every episode, um, but I think he does make a conscious effort to include a variety of women um, who have real interactions and real relationships. Um, I think that Anne and Leslie on Parks and Rec is, like, one of the better female relationships on television, Um, Mm -hmm. and where they, like, love each other and will do anything to help each other. And never in, like, a kind of cloying way. Um, And I just really like that. And then, like, now with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you have uh, the character of Gina, Rosa, and Amy. And those are three very different women. But I think that that is cool. And, you know, they have interactions that feel real between those three women, you know, that are very different. Um, And so... I really like that he's writing um, good, funny uh, roles for women and making them either the stars of the show with stars with Parks and Rec or at least very important, crucial roles like on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I totally agree. Um, yeah, that was a good pick. Thanks. Um, I feel like we've talked enough about women. Do you want to go on to the game that I've prepared for you? Yeah, I was just about to say, I think that pretty much ends our discussion of ladies in the media. Yeah, let's play this game, Ellen. For the record, I know nothing about this. I asked Ellen before we started recording, and she was like, I think it'll be more interesting if you know nothing. So this is to just kind of, um, you know, this is our fourth episode now um happy anniversary yay (laughs) um and so i was like let's do something that's kind of fun um it's gonna be rapid fire either or questions to get to know us a little bit better (laughs) Um, how probing are these questions gonna be they're not very probing okay some of them might be more difficult than others but i want you to say the first one that comes to your mind and we're gonna try and get through these as quickly as possible okay 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 so Books or movies? Movies. Sorry, books. Yeah, same for me. Um, although the, I go through stages. Uh, Pepsi yeah. or Coke? Ugh, neither. Water. Uh, Coke. Uh, comedy <laughs> or mystery? Uh, mystery. Comedy. Um, cowboys or aliens? Aliens. Aliens for me as well. Yes. Bond or born? Ooh, Bond. Yeah, same. Duh. Sci-fi or fantasy? Uh, sci-fi. Same. Okay. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Star Wars. Okay, are we talking Um, about, like, the Star Trek reboot? Sure. Just, like, the universe of Star Wars versus Uh, Star Trek. uh, Okay, I changed my mind. Star Wars. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Grammys or Oscars? Oscars! Yeah, same. Oh. Marvel or DC? (laughs) Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. Tina Fey or Amy Poehler? Um, I'm 
Oh, Tina Fey. Same. Um, <laughs> I love Amy, but I have to go with Tina. Yeah, Tina every day. Uh, Arrow or Flash? Flash. Arrow. <laughs> 3D or 2D? 2D. 2D for me as well. Oh, okay. Christian Bale, Batman, or Michael Keaton, Batman? Ooh, Michael Keaton, Batman. Is he the one that had the nipples? No, that was George oh. Clooney, I think. Oh, you're right. All right. Then I guess Christian Bale. I picked Christian Bale, too. Um, George Clooney or Val Kilmer, uh, uh, Batman? Uh, Val Kilmer. Same. I loved Batman forever. Um, <laughs> Freddy or Jason? Freddy! Freddy for me as well. Oh, well, then I picked Jason. I changed my mind. Shut up. <laughs> no, I really do pick Jason. <laughs> The Angelina leg or the JLo deep V? Oh. Man, that Angelina leg was really posy for me, so JLo deep V. Okay. Danny Elfman or John Williams? Wait, well, what's you? Oh, sorry, I'm JLo deep V. Oh, nice. <laughs> Danny Elfman or John Williams? Danny Elfman. Uh, John Williams oh. for me. Okay, whatever. So you think you can dance or dancing with the stars? Ooh, I watch both. Uh, so you think you can dance? Good choice. Thank you. I'm the same. Um, <laughs> E.T. or Mac and Me? Mac and Me? Are you kidding? That scene e. where he goes over the cliff? <laughs> Amazing. GTT or Devin Sawa? Uh, you go first. JTT, obviously. Okay, yeah, me too. <laughs> He's in Lion King. Wait. I know. I know! I just, uh, move on. Move right on. Okay. Hulu or Netflix? Netflix. Yeah. Um, Armageddon <laughs> or Deep Impact? Uh, Armageddon. Um, Gandalf or Dumb... Oh, I'm I'm Deep Impact. I'm just assuming um, that you agree Gan- with me if you don't answer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, Gandalf or Dumbledore? Ooh. Gandalf. I'm Gandalf as well. Oh my gosh. Um, invisibility or Apparition? <sighs> apparition. Me as well. Um, Simpsons or Family Guy? Uh, Simpsons. For me as well. Wow, uh, Sesame Street or <laughs> Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers? <sighs> Can't you see Fraggle Rock? <laughs> sure. I pick Sesame Street. Um, Lamb Chop or Barney? Lamb Chop! Same. Uh, no. Disney Channel or Nickelodeon? Uh, um, are we talking, like, classic Nickelodeon? Just whatever... Whatever you want. Yeah, Nickelodeon. I'm saying Nickelodeon. Okay, cool. Um, unicorns or hippogriff? Hippogriff. Same. You can fly on a hippogriff. <laughs> um, I know, Fallon right? Or, Fallon or Kimmel? Ooh. I will go with Kimmel just because I know you're going to go with Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim and Pam or Ben and Leslie? Ben and L- are you joking? Ben and Leslie. Yeah, I think I'd pick Ben and Leslie too. I loved Jim and Pam, but I think I would yeah. Ben and Leslie. Ben and Leslie. All the Chris, way. Chris Pratt and Anna Faris, or Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. I am eternally loyal to K Bell, so Dax and Kristen. Yeah, and I am eternally loyal to Chris Pratt. Um, so I just follow him <laughs> on Facebook, and I'm more familiar with their hijinks. So I pick them. They are they are a um, super cute couple. I will admit. Yeah, Olsen twins or Tia and Tamara. Uh, Tia and Tamara. Same. Oh. Uh, Survivor or Amazing Race. Uh okay. I do not watch other either of those shows. 
Oh, okay. Well, Amazing Race is better, so. Okay, then Amazing um, Race. <laughs> Dawson's Creek or Seventh Heaven? Are you... D- uh, Dawson's Creek, Ellen. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to pick that. For me as well. Homeward Bound or Airbud? Ooh. Ooh. I think Homeward Bound had a little bit more internal dignity, so probably yeah. HB. Yeah, for me as well. Uh, Sweet Valley High or Babysitter's Club? Babysitter's Club! Say hello to your friends. <laughs> yeah, that is... I love that. Um, books, show, movie. Loved Babysitter's Club. It's all great. This one I feel like is going to be your toughest one. Ooh. Sunnydale or Neptune High? <sighs> no! Oh! Gosh damn it. Okay, um... Uh, Neptune High, maybe. No, Sunnydale! Sunnydale. Yeah. Sunnydale, sorry. Um, I think I would go with Neptune High because Neptune High is not on a hellmouth, so... Well, it... Okay, but some of those people act like they're living on a hellmouth, so... <laughs> That's true. Uh, Will and Grace or Dharma and Greg? Uh, Dharma and Greg? Will and Grace for me. Okay. Friends or Seinfeld? Ah, Friends. Seinfeld bores me. Same. Okay. Movie theaters or your couch? Movie theaters! I go back and forth, but movie theaters for me as well. <laughs> Tobey Maguire Spider-Man or Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? And- are you joking? Andrew Garfield. I think Andrew Garfield's portrayal of Spider-Man is better, but I think Tobey Maguire is in better movies. Mm-hmm. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. I don't actually have an Instagram, so... Yeah, I was like, I don't think she has one, but yeah, Facebook for me as well. Okay. Um, Emma Stone or Jennifer Lawrence? Ooh, ooh, hard. Emma Stone, I think. Jennifer Lawrence for me. Okay, yeah, I was torn. LMAO or ROTFL? They're both awful. Um, <laughs> ROTFL. Um, I'm LMAO because A stands for a bad word. Um, yeah. <laughs> Beatles or Beach Boys? Uh, Beatles. Same. Okay. Um, both are really great, but uh, Cary Grant or Jimmy Stewart? Ooh, Jimmy Stewart, because that scene in Rear Window where he's like his pajamas are gaping open and he has like the world's best dad bod. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick Cary Grant. I love. Why that. though? Because <laughs> he's so beautiful. He's all right looking. Just kidding. He's great. People or Us Weekly? People. I think so for me, too. Less trashy. Oh, cool. Um, Beauty and the Beast or Little Mermaid? <sighs> Beauty and the Beast. Um, I think I'm Little Mermaid just for, like, nostalgic purposes, but I love both of them. Okay, well, if you're fine with your princess, like, giving up her voice for the sake of some man, <laughs> then true. that's fine. Uh, okay. Um, and then, last and certainly least... Kardashians or Real Housewives? <laughs> Real Housewives! <laughs> I knew you were going to pick that. I think I'd have to go with that, too, even though Ooh. I don't watch either of those shows. But uh, I actually only watch Real Housewives. Cannot get enough. <laughs> it's the only show you watch on television. <laughs> yeah, I've been faking it this whole time. All I really watch is Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and with that, do you feel like we've talked enough for one up episode? Yeah. Okay, so if you have opinions on anything that we have talked about, you can come over and comment at fangirly.com, or you can email us at fangirlyfangirls at gmail.com. Bye, Whitney. Bye, Ellen. It's the Fangirly
show